All right. Welcome back to Beyond the Helmet. And of course, that's hashtag BTHPod if you're following on social media. It is my pleasure to continue talking to guys that have been playing on Saturdays, but will be playing on Sundays next season. And this week, it is my pleasure to bring you Mr. Cole Strange, a man that you're going to be seeing in the Senior Bowl. Cole, how's it going today, man? It's going well. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time, man. Um, I, I know we chatted a little bit before we jumped on here, but it is mid-January. How are you doing this time of year? You know, it's been a, been a few weeks since the last time you played, but all, you know, you got the senior bowl, you got the combine, a couple of things ahead of you. How are you just dealing with this particular part of your life? Well, it's definitely an exciting time. Um, I guess for the most part, you know, we're doing training, uh, working out twice a day, working a little bit with a position coach, you know, for specifics about football, not just in the wet room or training for combine stuff. Um, you know, it is a lot to think of. It's a lot to take in. But I think just taking it one day at a time, you know, and preparing my mind for each thing as it happens, you know, each day go and work out. And then as a senior, uh, as a senior bowl comes, you know, prepare for that. Um, and then once it comes and goes, you know, do the same thing with the combine. Now, um, for anyone that doesn't know, you know, you're coming from UTC, Tennessee, Chattanooga and uh, left guard, basically your entire collegiate career. Is that right? Yes, sir. That's right. I started playing uh, left guard about halfway through my freshman year. Um, and then I kind of just stuck there. It was kind of one of those things where I had actually been practicing at tackle, uh, funny enough. And then, you know, our offensive line was like missing a couple spots and left guard wasn't very, you know, dependable. And they're like, all right, let's toss them in there, see what happens. And so like halfway through, I think it was like on a Wednesday practice, uh, our coach was like, you want to play left guard? And I was like, yes. <laughs> kind of just stuck um so I played there for the whole career um at the end of 2019 I played two games at center just because we had some injuries and then this past year uh 2021 the fall season for us uh we had injuries again and I ended the year playing tackle left tackle all right a little versatility get a couple positions under your belt uh but you know how hard is it for you because when I think of any positional group for me, offensive lineman is the one that's most like interdependent upon one another for the unit to do well. So when you're, you're in, you're going to be sort of, I guess, just training for yourself, but also this team exhibition, the senior bowl, how hard is it when you can't really build any cohesion with guys that you'd actually be playing with? Yeah, no, that is a good question. You know? Uh, and I guess I'm kind of also learning as I go because, you know, in college, I 100% felt like as me and, you know, the other guys on the offensive line became closer and became better friends outside of football, you know, and we practiced together every day also. But as, like, the chemistry grew stronger, I felt like we played better. You know what I mean? So Totally. I'm not really sure. I guess it's one of those things where it will just have to happen fast. You know what I mean? Like, we'll just have to become good buds in a couple of days or at least just enough to where we can depend on each other knowing, you know, we've got this guy or, you know, you got this assignment. I can depend on, you know, uh, I guess it's just going to have to be a, a trust on the go, you know? Yeah. This is where you become a professional, right? Where you, it's just sort of plug and play. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's but right. I, I can tell you, having talked to, you know, 200 guys, it doesn't matter whatever they played in what positional group, everyone says the same thing. The more they hung out with each other outside of practices, the, the stronger the team, the positional group became, it just, it, it rings true. It doesn't matter. It, it is. 
Now, you were a really good defensive player in high school. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I'm as good as they come, I guess. I'd so like that, to say that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, tell me, how, how ultimately do you end – I mean, I, I guess left guard specifically was there is a need, but why offensive line as opposed to defense? You know, I'm not really sure. Uh, whenever I was getting recruited to UTC – they kind of told me I could play tight end. I could stay at defensive end. I could play offensive line, like wherever I wanted to go. Um, and then when I got there, they put me in knee braces and gave me 69, and it was just kind of how it was. Um, I don't have any problems with it. You know, for a while there, it was kind of one of those things where I was a little bit like, you know, not aggravated, but I just thought to myself, like, everything was new. The technique at offensive line, especially yeah. like pass blocking is – very specific, and I pretty much lost all the time whenever I first started. Like, I hated it. Um, you know, not the position, just losing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it was kind of one of those things where I just kind of grew into it and embraced it. But, um, yeah, I played defensive end in high school. Technically, I played linebacker in high school. And then my senior year of high school, I switched to defensive line. Um, and then, you know, I, I played tight end, too. I'm mostly like a blocking tight end, but um, – yeah, you know, I guess it, wherever they want to play me, ultimately, like, I'm rolling with it. Yeah, that, I mean, clearly you embraced it with, with an open mind, but um, did you ever sort of – well, two things. Did you ever play that, like, what-if game? Like, not that you didn't – I mean, obviously you did very well at offensive line to get to where you are, but, you know, were there times through that freshman year – because you, you did redshirt your first year there. So, like, I mean, really those first couple of years, did you ever have – Real questions about was it the right move? And then also, once you really embraced it, which maybe that was your mindset from the jump, how much did you realize, hey, playing defensive end, you, you kind of understood how to, like, get underneath someone because you understood some of the tools of the trade of the other side? Yeah, so I definitely did play the what-if game. You know, it was never uh, to the point of, like, me regretting, you know, coming where I went or like thinking to myself, like, I don't want to play anymore because, you know, it wasn't anything like that. It was kind of one of those situations where I was aggravated because I didn't feel like I was progressing well enough at offensive line. And I thought to myself, you know, I did well at defensive end and with good coaching, I feel like I could do well there, you know, because offensive line just felt unnatural to me at first. Um, so I did, but I definitely embraced it. And I would say that was after a year or so, you know, of, of actually playing at the position. Um, and then what was your other question now? Just knowing how a defensive end operates, defensive lineman in general, how much did it feel you kind of had a little bit of an edge learning that position, understanding how a defensive lineman might move or think? You know, as much as I'd love to say that it was a big bonus, I don't know if it was, you know. In our system back in high school, we ran like a stack, just a 3-3, three, three, and I played the strong side defensive end just to the field. And every play, pretty much, I would either pinch and go into the B gap or I'd loop and go into the C gap. You know, like I didn't have – it was kind of a system where we were to take up blocks and then feel like let the linebackers make the plays. Um, so, I think that maybe like playing the position and preparing like got me physically ready. You know, it got sure. me physically like able to move and maybe pull and bend well, but – uh, as far as the techniques, I don't know if I had any technique in anything, maybe until the last year or so. <laughs> Fair enough. I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Now, one thing I, I love to ask is, you know, where along the way do you like truly gain the belief that you might actually make it 
to getting to a senior bowl and getting to the NFL draft combine? Because every little kid has the dream, but where along the road does that dream convert to like an actual belief that like, I can do this. Did you always have it? Or did you have like a moment where like, it's sort of like really kicked in for you? Like, Hey, I actually might make this work. I think that the belief was always there. You know, I always, I, I never had any illusions about, you know, being the number one pick overall coming from UTC, you know, um, but it, it's never really been about that in my opinion. You know, obviously if I'm able to get drafted high, I would love that, but getting into the league and getting on a team and then playing and competing is more important than in my opinion, you know, getting drafted higher, you know, uh, but I guess I've always had the belief that it will happen, you know, and it's kind of funny because looking back at my freshman year, like, I could really look at – if I could pull up some practice tape, I don't even know if we still have it. Like, anyone could look and be like, nope, <laughs> you know, it ain't going to happen. But in my own head, even if I was, you know, I was undersized and didn't get the technique and I, I was losing, like, rep after rep and, like, one-on-ones, like, for some reason I just still believed, like, you know, it's going to work. You know, I don't, maybe it sounds ridiculous, but, you know, I as, as corny as it may sound for the longest time, uh, is pretty much as long as I can remember, like, like every day going down to practice, like I felt like I could come away learning something, you know what I mean? Or like not losing the same way twice. Um, so the belief was always there. I think maybe a realization that anyone else believed it, you know, maybe just outside of like my family and close friends um, was like after the Kentucky game this year, you know, uh, there was a scout, there was two scouts that came to a practice during camp and they told me about, you know, the Kentucky uh, defensive line. They said they're really good and told me about a couple of guys they had. And they said that, you know, it'll be important for me to compete against them because they'll probably play on Sundays. And I was like, yeah. okay, you know, so like from that second, like I started preparing my mind, like, okay, you know, this is like not everything, but, you know, I just started preparing myself to like, that was going to be a war. And I felt like I, you know, like we we're playing against the SEC team, like a Kentucky team that was a good team this year too. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, and I just felt like I belonged. You know what I mean? And then after that, uh, Jim Nagy posted a, a, some tweet or, or something about me, uh, you know, and then I got a couple calls from people talking about like how my name had jumped on some boards and then I got a calls from agents. So at that point, it was about a week or so after the Kentucky game, like it was the realization that like, it's looking more realistic than it just being in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sense? No, that, that makes total sense. You know, for like the world to almost reflect what you've always seen, like it, it took it years, but finally you got <laughs> something from the outside world to, to validate how you've always felt. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. That, that's so cool, man. I, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, now I, I wanted to bring up something just, you know, doing a little bit of research that you've always been an honor roll guy. So how important has it been for you to, to balance that academic side w with this, you know, physical football side? Cause clearly you, you've managed it very well year in and year out. Yes, sir. Um, you know, it's funny. Cause I think for the longest time when I was younger, it was more so like I did good in school. So I didn't get in trouble with my dad at home, <laughs> you know? And then as I got older, it kind of became like a personal pride thing to do well. Uh, and as I've gotten older, it's, it's kind of one of those things where I just kind of enjoy learning, you know? So it's not so much there. Now, now don't get me wrong. There's been a couple of classes that were pretty rough and I didn't necessarily enjoy, but for the most part, um, 
you know, like it's not really about like getting the good enough grades to stay on the team. Like, you know, I actually enjoyed the classes and, you know, maybe corny again, but I guess I just kind of like learning. <laughs> hey, that, that's great. I, I mean, doesn't it make life so much more interesting when you have this thirst for more? Yes, sir. Exactly. Um, no, we, we kind of talked about this a little before jumping on, but you're not the kind of guy at all that paid attention to like um, all conference nominations or all America mentions, any of this type of stuff. Yeah. Have you let any sort of outside noise get to you at all in terms of maybe not necessarily you feeling validated like you belong, but just whether it's a, a high or a low, do you, do you ever let any sort of outside media sort of get into your newsfeed? Um, you know, I think I do, but I, I, I don't want like, it's definitely not in the way that, you know, if I, if I got a selection for an all conference, you know, something, then it's like, okay, like I'm good now, you know, it, it doesn't come across that way. If anything, I, I normally like, if it's preseason, anything, I don't pay a lick of attention to it. If it's postseason and I don't get something that I want, you know, I kind of look at it as like, you know, like, I guess I kind of just let it piss me off. You know what I mean? Um, and if I get something that I, I do want, you know, like, it's not like I revel in that. And I'm like, I finally reached, you know, what I've always wanted. You know what I mean? Because like, that's nothing close to what I've wanted, you know, like, it's a lot more. Um, yeah. yeah, totally. But So was there anything that is currently motivating you? Anything that you think you should have got that maybe you didn't? You know, I think this past year, my, my senior year, as far as like accolades and stuff, um, I, you know, I, I, I guess I, I, I did as well as I could have, you know, I don't know. I'm not really one to like blow my own horn or nothing, but there were times where I like, you know, I would get second team all conference. I got second team all conference for what was it? I guess two years or three years in a row um, or two years, I think. And, you know, like I felt like I was better than that. Like, it wasn't important, in my opinion, for everyone to point at me and, like, tell me, like, you're great. It was just, you know, like, I just let that, like, fester in me and, like, okay, that's fine, you know. Um, but this past year, I got first-team all-conference. I've got, like, a couple uh, All-American, you know, uh, selections. And then um, in my conference, I got the Jacobs Award, which is, like, for the best lineman. So, as far as, you know, that stuff goes, I guess you could say, like, there's a little bit higher satisfaction but it's not going to translate into me like, you know, dragging my feet with training or taking anything less serious because that's really not, you know, that's really not like what I think or believe at all. Yeah. There's a very fine line between um, celebrating your accomplishments and letting it motivate you without getting cocky about, you know, who you are, yeah. what you've accomplished. Uh, and I don't think anyone, I mean, I've talked to you for what, like 10 minutes now, you don't strike me as the kind of guy that's going to let it get to your head. <laughs> Um, but man, since you, you know, you have accomplished this stuff and you've been able, you, it's just sort of like this upward trajectory of you getting better and better year after year. And again, you only started playing offensive line in college. Yeah. What how, or how have you been able to continue to elevate your game? And ultimately, what do you do that makes you such a good offensive lineman? Like, what is the most important skill set or um, maybe even technique that you've been able to really maybe to an extent master, not that you can't get better at it, but like what, what sort of, how have you've always been able to get better and ultimately what can you point to being like, 
this is the most important piece of being a great offensive lineman? I guess if you were to single it down to a single thing that's more important than anything else, in my opinion, and maybe someone else would have a different opinion, but I think it's more so about playing aggressive and tough and mean. You know what I mean? Now, obviously, that doesn't mean much if you come rolling in at, like, 160 pounds. So, like, there's definitely an aspect of, like, the weight room's, like, you know, incredibly important. Uh, and for the longest time, that's what I trained, I think, harder than anything. You know, like, getting bigger, getting stronger, like, keeping my quickness and not, like, losing it while gaining weight. You know, that was of the utmost importance. And then in about the last year or so, I took I took a lot greater, like uh, – like I placed a a much higher level of importance on actual, like the actual position, you know, like in the past in off season, like I would work on the technique, you know, I'd work on past, uh, past sets. Like now I'm not trying to say this in like any like overall broad statement kind of way, but for the most part, I feel like run blocking is all like mentality. You know, there's, there's technique, there's like your step, your, your footwork has to be correct, you know, and you have to know the scheme, but like, in my opinion, like with that, that stuff can be learned, but you either have it or you don't. You know what I mean? Like it's about heart and like fighting. Pass blocking on the other hand is like <laughs> I came at that with fight and heart like my first couple of years and I was leaning every single play. So I'd get, you know, someone rush by me in less than a second. So that's a lot more about technique. Um, but I placed a lot higher importance on like learning about like the techniques and I would like actually go to football gyms like specific to offensive linemen. Um, there's this place down in Georgia velocity. I went there a lot with my teammates um, and we would just go there and then work on like offensive line drills. You know what I mean? Like workout, we would work out as well and lift, but you know, we went down there for a whole week, our entire offensive line. We rented an Airbnb and like put all of our money in and like every single day we'll go over there and train. Um, And so I think that it's like, you have to like, you know, you have to look at the whole thing, but if there's one thing that's more important than anything else that I feel like would set you apart, you know, is, is like the mentality and the heart, you know, while you're playing. Love it. That's my. So uh, as we get close to wrapping it up here, who do you watch film on? I know you watch a lot of yourself, I'm sure, but were there any pros that you looked at um, to, to try to model your game in any way after? I feel like it's kind of a cliche answer at this point, but you know, Quentin Nelson is like, I don't even know if I should look at him because he's a different body type than me. You know, like he's much heavier. I should find someone who's like my size and my weight, but like he does what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like he mauls people, he gets after it. Um, But, you know, I guess for the most part, you know, I kind of, I guess I kind of stopped watching specifically guard, you know, when I found out, okay, well, they may want to play me at center, Um, like Jason Kelsey, the uh, center for the Eagles. Like, you know, I don't think, I guess it's kind of hard because I try to find guys who are specific to my body size, you know, because not saying that I don't, I'm not confident in my abilities or my strengths, but like a guy who's 300 pounds or like 305, like compared to a guard who's 340 or 335, you know, like we're going to be probably rolling, like we're going to be running different, you know, doing different things. Yeah, sure. But I guess it's not really like there's one guy that I model my game after, you know, like I enjoy watching football and watching the line of scrimmage and seeing people get after it. But I guess I've just kind of like always thought, you know, like I've never tried to idolize anybody in that regard. 
Yeah, yeah, and I think that you'll see soon that that will suit you well because ultimately when those are your teammates or you're competing against them, you certainly don't want them on a pedestal because <laughs> that's an even playing field. You're right. That's true. Uh, well, Coleman, uh, thank you for hanging out. I got a couple quick questions that I want to get you out on. It's called the gauntlet. So real quick, what's most important, having the number one offense or the number one defense? I feel like this is kind of a tough question to answer with a single, you know, word, but I'd have to say offense if we're just keeping it at one word. <laughs> All right. It's not an easy one. Uh, now, what's most important? Is it the players or is it the scheme? The players. Fair yeah. enough. Without now, a good scheme, you know, but anyways. Yeah. It's another that there's no right answer there. Um, yeah. Pre-game ritual, was there anything that you had to do before each game? You know, in high school, I kind of did. Like, I had, like, this list of songs that I would do, you know, and I'd listen in the same order. But as I got older, I kind of just, like, I don't know. Like, I don't really look at it as, like, it's not luck. You know, like, like the pre-game ritual happens, like, the months and the weeks beforehand. So, there's Definitely. nothing specific I do. Maybe, like, throw on some standard or something. <laughs> there you go. Now, do you have a favorite football memory to date? You know, I have one that sticks out as much as any other. Um, you know, and it's not really in college, which is a shame. You know, I wish it was, and it wasn't in high school either. It was in peewee ball, and I don't even know how old I was. I wasn't very old, but uh, we were losing. It was in the playoffs. It was like the – I think it was the second round of the playoffs, and we played 13 games. So, it was the game before the championship. And we were getting whooped. It was like, you know, 20, what was it, like 24 to 8. And when you're little, like that's like getting destroyed. You know what I mean? Because you can hardly pass the ball at all or do anything like that. And uh, once again, not trying to blow my horn, but if anyone has any questions, my dad can back the story up because he was like in the huddle, you know, calling the plays how you do when you're little. And we were getting destroyed. And we had like some kids like kind of like throwing the talent and like, well, this is like we're already beat. And I was like, came in, I was like, the game's not over until it's over, boys. <laughs> and I was honestly just mimicking what my dad had told me. You know what I mean? Like we'd be watching football and like, you know, some whoever's like losing, you know, and it just kind of came up in conversation. Like, you know, he told us like my brother and I, like the game's never over until it's over. And I said that, and I don't think that that rallied everybody or that everybody like got all like starry eyed and like started playing better. But we ended up coming back tying the game and then beat them in overtime and then went on to win the championship. So that's very that cool. Big... And you know what? You are far from the only guy whose favorite memory is a peewee football memory. It, yeah. happens, it happens very frequently. Yeah. So don't, don't feel ashamed. Tell that story that's... with pride every time. Uh, all right. Last one. And I think this is the most important you're going to, you're going to do so much more. But if you were talking right now to a kid that was like 16, 17, that just says, hey, man, how do I get there? How do I get to where you are about to go pro? What's the best piece of advice that you'd give? You know, I don't think this is original advice because I remember hearing someone say this to me and I can't remember who it was. I wish I could say so I could give credit to whoever it was. But I was listening to somebody and they were telling me and I think it was like a group of, of people, you know, it was in college it was in the past couple of years. And they were saying like, you know, like the, the secret to success, like it's not a secret, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing you need to like dig into the library books to find out like, what can I do to get better? Like it's all out there. It's just a matter of doing it. You know, like, 
Are you going to like go to bed at the right time so you can sleep enough hours? Like, are you going to make sure that you get up and eat breakfast, like and eat the right foods? So you're like gaining the right weight. Are you going to go into the weight room and like put everything you can into it so you can get stronger and then do the same at practice, you know? And then like every single day when you're tired and exhausted, like, are you going to keep going? Or are you going to quit? You know, like, I think that was a really like powerful thing that stuck in my head. And I, you know, I did it, but like hearing it when I was younger would have like made that clear to me. Cause there was times where I thought to myself, like, what am I not doing? You know? And I think that like, if there's something that you are passionate about or that you love, like there's no amount of like looking into, okay, what can I do? And then it's just a matter of doing it. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Cole, <laughs> thank you yes, so sir. much for taking the time, man. I, I appreciate this conversation so much. Um, I believe you are on Twitter at Cole Strange 2. Is that right? And is there any place else people should follow you? I think that's right. Um, that's pretty much all I have. I have an Instagram uh, for the most part. That's kind of just like for my girlfriend, like she wanted me to get one. But uh, I have an Instagram out there somewhere. It's like Cole 60798. It's a bunch of random numbers. So we can follow me there. But that's about it. Uh, well, I think that's going to blow up pretty soon. <laughs> Yes, sir. Man, well, thanks again for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it.